Good morning. It's Aya Wimala, and today is August the 8th. So, I hope everyone is finding a way to appreciate uh, coming to the latter part of summer and uh, appreciate the beauty that we can find in the world and in our neighborhoods and uh, in our homes and just within ourselves. There's so much, so much good. And, uh, and I know sometimes when the world feels uh, difficult and challenged the way it does now, we can get caught up in our, uh, our own suffering. And it's good to remember to back off and take that broader view and uh, think about being a joy to others and finding joy for yourself. And being happy, feeling free and spacious. We can, we can take care of ourselves and do the right things and still it's okay to be happy even when we know there's just a lot of stress around us. Uh, it doesn't help to, to add to that, right? We can add to the, to the antidotes. So, of course, those of you familiar with what we've been doing, you know what I'm going to do. I want to read some from Dhamma Everywhere by Sayadaw Utejaniya. We're really at the end of the book, and I think today and Tuesday we will be finished with the book. But I don't want to read so much that we don't have time to sit. So I'm watching. Uh, I think although the book we're talking about defilements and working with defilements, and those are those things that are connected with greed and aversion and delusion, but this book I think is full of beauty and full of just those ideas of ways to wake up and stay awake. And that's, that's what we want. We don't want to be piling on ourselves. Oh, look, I can't do this right. I did this again, and I said I wasn't going to do that again. And we, we don't want to be beating on ourselves when we work with defilements. Defilements are human. This is human nature. And what we're doing is just trying to be more awake and more present. And there's some really good things in this last part of the book where I think he's reminding us of that. And the beauty of it. And I'm wondering... Yeah, this... I think I'll... Tomorrow we have our book group on the Noble Eightfold Path the uh, Bhikkhu Bodhi book, and he ends this book with some, uh, with some, some of his short, uh, really pointed messages, and it's about, about the Eightfold Path and how, how everything flows together. And we don't have to see working with our defilements as a burden. It's actually, it actually can be very, a very lovely way to wake up and to uh, cut through those defilements pretty easily. 
not always easily, but we can definitely um, see ways that, that watching and being alert and awake is such a wonderful way to live, to be aware and watching and attentive all the time. And that's a wonderful way to live. That's not just a way to work with the things that, that we would like to change about ourselves, right? That's just a beautiful way to live. We just can catch so much more of the world that way. So I just want people to know this is not negative or difficult or uh, and I think if you've been with me as we've been reading the books, you see what a there's there's just a joyful element in the way he writes and the way he connects everything. So we stopped at Vipassana Samadhi. So Vipassana is insight and Samadhi is that focused, uh, that balance of mind, stability of mind. So Vipassana Samadhi. Samadhi comes from right attitude, right idea, and right knowledge. You are not trying to do anything with craving. You are not trying to do anything with aversion or delusion. You are aware of the present moment with the right attitude. Whatever is happening in the mind and body is just nature. If you think this way, that nature is nature, feeling is feeling, the mind is not reacting, liking, or disliking, so the mind is peaceful and stable. Whatever is happening is not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to try to think the right way and to try to be aware continuously. Right view and right thought is very important. With right view and right thought, samadhi is already there. Check in your mind if there is no craving, no aversion, and no reaction. This is also samadhi. This is vipassana samadhi and sama samadhi. Because of understanding, because of right view, because of right thought, the mind is already calm, peaceful, and stable. So now we're talking about the Eightfold Path. The meaning of samadhi is stability of mind, not focusing. Just ask yourself how the mind is working, why the mind is working, and if the mind is relaxed. Check the quality of mind with just checking, you don't need too much energy to be mindful. If you have the right view, right idea, and right thought, then the mind is stable. When the mind is calm and peaceful, this is samadhi. If there is no greed, this is samadhi. If there is no aversion, this is also samadhi. This is Vipassana Samadhi. Expectations and Patience For any experience that appears, check to see whether you have a reaction. 
Are you interested in being mindful? Are you interested in practicing? Why are you aware? Your practice should be simple and natural with no expectation. You are not trying to gain something. You are trying to be aware in the present moment. If your expectations are high, the mind will not have any interest. That's a, okay, that's a great sentence. If your expectations are high, your mind, the mind will not have any interest. It can't be satisfied with what it already has. The mind becomes bored or disinterested. disinterested. If you understand in the present moment what you are doing and already getting, understand clearly the mind can be satisfied or interested. Meditation is a learning process. You can't hurry. Meditation is recognizing what is happening. Sometimes expectations arise, but that's not a problem. The only thing you need to do is to recognize that the expectation is there. Don't judge this expectation. Meditation is not about trying to change anything or trying to control anything. It is just recognizing what is happening. Don't complicate things in the present moment. Be simple and just know. If you don't have expectations, not wanting anything, the mind is already at peace. Being present. Stay with the peace in the present moment. Just be in the present moment. Stay in the present moment. The present moment is the only thing that exists. Past does not exist and future does not exist either. Now stay in the present moment peacefully. Just simply be aware in the present moment. The mind is very peaceful and not wanting anything. If wanting or craving exist, your duty is just to recognize. No need to judge what is happening. When we meditate, there is no need to hurry. You are not going anywhere. We are staying in the present moment fully. If you can stay in the present moment, you can be satisfied. Because of knowing, you understand what is happening now understand what is going on in the present moment. This is real life. Whatever you put into the practice, you get in return. If you don't know what you are already getting, you will want more. You get as much as you put in if you can stay fully in the present moment. Expectations can't come. They won't come. No need to regret the past. No need to expect the future. You are trying to think the right way. Thinking is very powerful. If your thinking is reasonable, if your thinking is right, the mind is already calm, relaxed, and peaceful. When the mind is interested, wisdom is working. 
because of knowledge, because of wisdom, the mind is peaceful and stable already. So that's why there's no need to use too much focusing. Check the mind, what the mind is thinking and what the mind is knowing. Only interest is necessary. When the mind is interested, wisdom is working. When we are meditating and the mind thinks about the Dhamma, about practice, nature, or object, this thinking makes our awareness stronger and stronger because of interest. The Dhamma nature is more awake and alert because of checking. If our minds are thinking these right thoughts, the mind can't be sleepy. Then we are thinking the right way. We must both think about the practice and practice. We are not blindly aware. Awareness alone is not enough. Awareness and wisdom come together. If someone is aware continuously, natural wisdom will slowly, slowly grow. Defilements do their job and wisdom also does its job. We already have intelligence. We use our knowledge, intelligence, and effort to practice. When we don't have craving, aversion, worry, or anxiety in the present moment, the mind is free and peaceful because of knowledge, wisdom, and awareness. Do you understand this? It's not only about being mindful. We are being aware, thinking, and recognizing. We should be thinking about the practice. If we are thinking the right way, the mind can't think the wrong way. We prevent delusion when we are aware and when we understand. Knowing what is happening is also right view. Whether it is good or bad, we know what is happening in the present moment. So don't forget why you are doing this. Don't forget why, for what, with what motivation. Do you want to get something? Are you sure awareness is present? If it is present, what do you understand? Sometimes you need to use the questions of what, why, and how. But the answer is not important. Interest is. It is important. You only need interest. You can't and you don't want to get results immediately. So that is... Okay, we'll finish on Tuesday, but why don't we sit? Uh, these words are just, every sentence is a jewel, right? So uh, just remember, we want, just awareness is not enough. That's the title of one of his other books. We need that wisdom. We are being aware, thinking, and recognizing. So we already got into the Eightfold Path, and then the end of the book uh, talks more, so tying the Eightfold Path in with 
working with defilements and working with awareness, wisdom, uh, of course, is how is how we can work to come to fruition in the path. So. I shared with you last week about my uh, daughter's cat, and today she's she's being with him. She she's um, she's always with him, but she realizes his time has come. He's not able to stand, and he's very weak. Uh, and they're together, and I'm checking in on her. I don't think he'll make it even till Tuesday. So he may pass today. So her being with him is so good for both of them because she can be in the present moment with him and uh, bringing love to him and thinking. One of the things I suggested was spend the time together being aware of how much love he's brought to you and how much you've given him and realize that uh, he needs to leave when it's the right, when the right opportunity comes up for uh, his next rebirth. And she doesn't need to struggle if she, if, if she needs to be at the point where she needs to help him pass. She can do that without feeling bad about it or guilty. And if he dies peacefully in her arms or with her, uh, that's it's painful for her to watch. But as long as she knows he isn't suffering, that can be beautiful for both of them. But um, we don't want to get so caught up in our grief at the moment because the grief we feel is about what will be missing in the future. But the moments we have with a loved one, an animal loved one or a human loved one, when we're with them at the end of their lives, it's wonderful to be with them, to be present with them, and uh, not, not, be, not be upset because of what we'll be losing, but just be with them and be able, try to be able to bring up beautiful memories, although I know that's the past, but bringing up those beautiful memories and that love can help you make it in the present moments when you're struggling. And then just allowing yourself to be present. It's everything that uh, uh, Ashim Tejaniya is talking about in this book. So why don't we practice? We'll get started and maybe you can continue. Try to be out in nature some today. So you can close your eyes. Unless you need to have them open, maybe you can let them be kind of half-masked. Be aware of the body breathing. Have your hands open. Maybe right palm on top of your left, or you can have your palms down and resting on your upper legs. 
if you feel calm and peaceful, you're already in samadhi. No need to focus. We're just naturally coming into that stability of mind. And if you feel restless, you don't feel calm and peaceful, don't feel bad about that. Just keep staying with your breath, allowing your body to calm down, allowing your breath to help you. This is another important time in our lives to allow joy and delight to enter our lives. There's so much going on that can pull us down or leave us with lots more questions and answers. So it's important to find the joy. It's important to find things that can delight you. They, they help wake, wake us up. And it's very important to keep coming back to the present moment, not projecting out into the future working with the present moment. You can begin with your breath as your object. And if you feel, feel ready for it, you can just be aware of anything arising for you, arising in your body, arising in any of your sense doors. Any of those can be an object as well. And just be aware of your reaction to that object. No need to be worried about the object. we want we can look at our reaction we can be aware of that we can recognize the reaction 
We don't need to sit too long with, the, with our reaction, with the reaction that we feel in the body. We can let it go. You may, you may want to note if it's a kind of a craving or a desire that arises or aversion. Or if we just don't understand what's arising. If it's cloudy, if it's not coming into focus for us. And then allow yourself to come back to the present moment. Come back to your breath. A thought can be an object. Just be aware if the thought arises, what your reaction to the thought is. Is it a physical reaction? Is there happiness because it's a beautiful thought? Maybe that thought makes you feel irritable because you know it's a negative, maybe self-defeating thought, and it's one you can't seem to get to go away. Just be patient and observe. Let it go. Be with your breath.
hope you can continue to sit. And if you keep sitting, I want you to end your practice with metta, with loving kindness. Doesn't have to be long, or if you want, you can sit with metta for the rest of the day. But end, end your own practice with sending those wonderful thoughts of kindness and friendliness to yourself. May I be well. May I feel safe. May I be truly happy and content. May my best intentions come to fruition. And then send those same good thoughts to your loved ones. And gradually just increase the, the amount of thoughts and the radiating out from your body and increase that to just reach out around the world and out into the universe with those thoughts of goodwill to all beings, all living beings, all humans, all non-human beings. So may all of you be well, happy, and peaceful, and may everything we do or say today be for our benefit, but also may we always be aware that we are doing things for the benefit of all living beings. So thank you. Thank you for letting me uh, share practice with you. And uh, I'll see you Tuesday. <laughs>